God is good all the time. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I want to title a message today for our Sunday morning service by way of the internet and the media. Uh, We welcome our church family. I can't wait for us to be back together again, worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Uh, I'm looking forward to that day. You know, we kind of take all these things and these special blessings and sometimes each other for granted, but right now, amen, it's going to be such a joy to be able to have that that fellowship with the brethren and the sistren. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we love you today. This is Sunday Morning Alive. That's what I would title these media sermons uh, until we can be together, and I pray when we're back together, it'll still be alive. You won't be in a part of the frozen and chosen. Someone said if you get the polar bear out of the pulpit, we can get melt the ice cubes out of the pew. Well, I'm not sure that's always the case, but I am sure that I'm no polar bear. And I'm I am I am equally sure, knowing you like I know you, that you are not ice cubes, and no offense to the actor and the rap singer. Anyway, God is good today. Why 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 am I joyful? I'm glad that you ask today, because I'm going to bring you a message from God's Word that's going to give us a chance today, this Sunday morning, to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Remember when I used to say, based on a song that came out and based on all kinds of scriptural truth, God is good all the time. We used to sing that, and then we began to say that. I would say, God is good, and someone in the audience, if not most of the audience, would reply all the time. Well, the title of this message is, God is good all the time, even now. It is a proclamation, it is a declaration, and it is a spiritual truth that God wants to become a spiritual reality in your life and in mine. Uh, God is good all the time, even now. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. Down at the bottom of this psalm, we're going to find a statement that I believe is going to be very, very important to us in the days that we're living right here and right now. Even now, God is good all the time. Praise God. Amen. We welcome our internet audience today. We're so glad that you've joined us uh, right here in America, anywhere in the United States of America, and we're glad you're joining us from other continents all over the world, from Africa to the Antarctic. People have come to our website, from Asia to the United Kingdom, and all points in between. We welcome you once again to the ministry of the Holy Spirit through this organization and this this organism, Body of Christ, right here in Tampa, the Holy 
Church of God, thank you so much for being with us here today. God is good all the time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna treat you like you are our physical audience as well today. God is good, and I'm gonna pause and let you say all the time. But when we're done with this, I pray you won't just be saying it to please me or saying it because you're used to saying it. I want you to say it because you are absolutely convinced of it. And and no circumstance can cause you to doubt that for one millisecond or one moment. Praise God, because we're going to get a message straight from the Word of God that declares this to be true, and this to be so. And we're going to make this truth our truth today. And we're going to find the courage and the confidence and the consolation that we need in this time that we are living and this challenge that we are facing right here and right now. Amen. So while you're turning to Psalm 27, I want you to say it with me. God is good. Somebody out there say all the time. Come on, Marilyn. You followed me last time. (laughs) Follow me now. Come on, the rest of you and all of you, wherever you are. God is good. One, two, three, all the time. And let's just go ahead and add all the time even now. Praise God. Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You can, you can, without doing any injustice, you can put what shall I fear and what shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. And this is how and where he obtained that kind of consolation and confidence and courage. Listen to verse 4. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. I want to back up and just underscore the beauty of the Lord. This is that 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 character, that unchanging character of God that is so wonderful and so beautiful. Amen. You know, it's about knowing God, isn't it? The scripture said, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that know their God. The cry of the great apostle Paul in the new covenant is, oh, that I might know him. Praise God. In the, in the fellowship of His sufferings that I might also know Him in the power of His resurrection. Listen to this. That I may behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He will hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle shall He hide me. 
He shall set me upon a rock. He's, he's going to establish us in this courage and in this peace and in this place in Him. In Psalm 91, it is called the secret place of the Most High. Here it is called the secret of His tabernacle. Hallelujah. It's a place where we are covered with His covert and His covering and His wings of love and protection. Praise God. Verse 6 says, And now my head shall be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises to the Lord. Friend of mine, if there's ever a time to sing praises, it's time when we feel threatened when we feel like that 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 we're we're about to succumb to fear and it's it's strangling force it's stymieing force this is the time to proclaim the goodness of god and sing and praise his holy name and offer him the sacrifice of praise and in his tabernacle the sacrifice of joy Look at verse 7. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek my face, my heart said unto thee, (laughs) thy face will I seek. Amen. See, we're not just seeking his favor. We're seeking his face. We're seeking to know him intimately and personally. You know what Job said? He said, I have heard of thee. By the hearing of the ear. But now mine eye seeth thee. Did he see, literally see God? No, but he saw God's unchanging truthfulness and character. And he said, but now mine eye seeth thee. And when he did, all those questions that he had seemed to to be an insult to the God that he now clearly perceived and understood and he said he he said i've heard of thee by the hearing of the ear but now mine eye seeth thee wherefore i abhor myself and i repent in sackcloth and ashes i i am so sorry for the way that i questioned you now that i really see the unchanging character and the great love of my my God and my King and my Redeemer. Praise God. All right, look at verse 9. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in anger. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me. O God of my salvation, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord. Oh, I want to back up and tell you if you become a Christian, and you've been ostracized from your family. There are religious uh, religions in the world that if you come to Christ, they will have nothing to do with you. Count you as dead. When your mother and father forsake you, remember, the Lord will take you up. Teach me thy way, verse 11 says, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Deliver me not over to the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are risen up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. Verse 13, our text in context, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord 
in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage. He shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. Three principles I want to say in in the context of this before we go back to the text in verse 13. Number one, we should be drawn to God because of His beauty. That's what, that's what the psalmist said. He said, I want to be inquire at your temple and behold your beauty. We should be drawn to God because of His beauty, not just driven to God because of trouble or fear. Now, I want to make a statement here, but because of God's goodness, even if the fear and the trouble drives you to God, when you find Him waiting with open arms... After the fear and the trouble has subsided, you still and I should still be drawn to the Lord because we begin to see Him and not just hear by the hearing of the ear, but see His goodness, His mercy, and His love. Number two, if we seek Him to be our dwelling place, He will become our hiding place. Praise God. For in the time of trouble, He will hide me in His pavilion. In the secret of His tabernacle, He shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And number three, we will sing praises. Instead of wringing our hands in worry, we will raise our hands in worship. Praise God. David said, listen, in verse 13, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not just in the sweet by and by, but in the land of the living. Praise God. Right here in the nasty here and now. Not in the sweet by and by, but the nasty here and now. God wants you and I to perceive His goodness. And that's why the Scripture says of Him, O taste. This is what David wanted to share. What he had discovered here is what he wanted to share with you and with me this very day. Amen. About God and His person and His character that is never changing. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. We live in a world where bad things happen to good people. And good things happen to bad people. Sometimes our circumstances argue with us about how good God really is. Sometimes God's good plan for us means going through trials and losses and heartache and sometimes even death. But hear me very clearly this morning. He is there for you right where you are, right in your circumstance. Psalm 31 19 through 20, 19 and 20 says, How great is your goodness that you have stored up for those who fear you and accomplished in the sight of everyone for those who take refuge in you. You hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from the schemes of men, from the quarrelsome tongues. God has great goodness stored up for you. Take your refuge in Him. Rest there. He's up to more than you know. He has hidden help 
that only comes when you give it up to Him. Remember, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something. God is good. I want to hear it all the time. By faith, proclaim it. And by more faith at the end of this sermon. But right now, would you agree with me and with the Word of God? God is good all the time, even now. Praise God. There's an old story about a Chinese man who lived on the border of China and Mongolia. In those days, there was constant conflict along the border. The man had a beautiful horse, but one day she leaped over the fence and ran across the border and was captured by the Mongolians. His friends came to comfort him. That's bad, they said. What makes you think it's bad? asked the old Chinese man. Maybe it's good. A few days later, the horse came back into his farm, bringing with it a beautiful snow-white stallion. His friends crowded around and said, That's good. The old man asked, What makes you think it's good? Maybe it's bad. Later that week, his son was riding the stallion, trying to tame it. He was thrown off and broke his leg. The neighbors came and said, That's bad, they cried. What makes you think it's bad? The Chinese man said, Maybe it's good. The next week, war broke out with Mongolia and a Chinese army general came through town drafting all the young men for the war. He took them all except for the young man who couldn't go because his leg was broken. And the old Chinese man said to his friends, You see, the things you thought were bad turned out good and the things you thought were good turned out bad. Now I want to say something to you today. You see, that was just circumstantial. And this was a, a, a man who was trying to see the good in the bad and, and sometimes seeing the bad in the good, looking back on all of that. But we serve a God who said He is able to make all things. Romans eight twenty eight. He is able to make all... That, that means whatever you are facing, not just in the global sense of this virus, but in the personal sense of any circumstance that you are facing. Because we live in faulty bodies. We live in a fallen world. But we have a faithful Father who has this kind of love for us and this kind of power to help us Praise God. He is able. He is faithful and able to make all things work together for good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Will He do it today? Will He do it for you and me? Not in the sweet by and by, but in the nasty here and now. God is good, dear friend, all the time. Hallelujah, even now. If you want to see God for who He really is, there's a good starting point in this particular verse of Scripture in Psalm 27 and verse 11 that said, I had fainted unless I believed to see. This is something about God that is unchanging, that the goodness of God in the land of the living. The Bible said, Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. First Chronicles 
taste and see. That means to perceive Him for yourself. This is a personal revelation and realization of God's unchanging character of love and mercy because of His goodness. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, He is good. Psalm 34, 8. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks unto Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. Somebody out there say all, all the time. Say it loud enough for me to hear it. For the Lord is good all the time, even now. And His love is eternal. And His faithfulness endures to all generations. Somebody shout, that's you and me. That you, Turn to somebody that's hearing this with you and say, that's you and that's me. And that's us right here and right now. When Moses boldly pleaded with God, please show me your glory. He was asking to see God for who He really is. Show me as much as I can stand, Lord, is what he was saying. So what did God show him? In Exodus thirty-three nineteen and 20, gives us God's response. And he says, and I quote, I will cause my goodness. He wanted to see glory. But the reason glory, that Shekinah glory attends the person and presence of God, is because of the goodness of God in his character. I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim the name of Yahweh before you. Moses wanted to see God's glory. God showed him something so wonderful and so powerful that it caused the skin of Moses' face to glow with the radiance of God's presence. He showed him his goodness. Praise God. See, friend, the goodness of God appears to be the sum total of all of God's attributes. The goodness of God may thus be viewed as one facet of His glorious nature and character, and also the overall summation. It's part and parcel of Him because it is the very central core of Him. You know, He loves you because He's good. He saved you because He loves you. But it all originates in His glorious nature and character of goodness. A preacher was one time greeting people after church and said to an elderly saint, Ain't God good? She instantly replied, He can't help it. Praise God. Amen. You see, God says in His Word that I know my thoughts towards you to ancient Israel and to us today. Amen. Thoughts of good and peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God, I want to bless you, He says, and give you a meaningful life. Not because you deserve it, but because there's something about me that would bring me great joy in being good to you. You see, the Bible said God takes pleasure in the prosperity of His servants. The Bible says that He gives us all things richly to enjoy. And the Bible said that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and He addeth no sorrow with it. Praise God. You see, God thinks that way because that's who He is. He's just being Himself when He's being good to you and being good to me. I like what A.W. Tozer, this great Bible scholar and preacher of old, said. 
well, not awfully old. It was he passed from here to heaven in '63, but that's he was born in 1897, so that puts him in in that bygone day category. Here's what he said and what he had learned about this goodness of God, and I quote: "Divine divine goodness is self-caused, infinite, perfect, and eternal." Since God is immutable, He never varies in the intensity of His loving kindness. He's never been kinder than He is right now, nor will He ever be less kind. He is no respecter of persons, but makes His sun to shine on the evil as well as the good, and sends His rain on the just and the unjust. The cause of His goodness is in Himself. The recipients of His goodness are all his beneficiaries without merit and without recompense. You see, God, that's why, that's the covenant he has with Israel. He said, I didn't choose you. I didn't choose you because you were such a great people. He sure didn't choose them because they were such a good people. He called them a hard-hearted, hard-headed people. Amen. But he said that I might keep my covenant with Moses to bless you. That's why. I set my love on. You see, it was his goodness that caused him to set his love upon them. Imagine of God thinking of you and I this way. A loving father toward his children. Not just sometimes, but all the time. I'm going to say it again. I want to hear it. I want you to say it loud. And I want you to say it proud in the in the positive, good sense because I'm proud of God today. <laughs> Hallelujah. The God that I serve is a good God. God is good all the time, even now. Praise the Lord. We are the object of His affection. And there's no change to that forever. Don't you feel like drawing near to Him when you discover this about Him? This is the beauty of the Lord, is that the Lord is good Amen. And it's a goodness that transcends any concept of goodness that we may have. Amen. God does good because He is good. Hallelujah. The right view of God will draw us to Him. God's goodness always draws us to Him. We drift from God because we've not gotten the right view of God. We need a fresh revelation of who He is. We need to see that God is good in the midst of our pain and even in our suffering. God is good all the time, even now. We should be drawn to God because of His goodness, as I've said before, not driven to God because of our fear or trouble. But even if your fear or mine drives us to God, because of His goodness, He'll welcome you with open arms. He said to ancient Israel, whose trouble really pressed them toward coming back to Him, He said to them, Return unto Me, and I will return unto you. Isn't that a good God today? Prodigal son says, Old man, to his dad disrespectfully. I'm just ad-libbing this a little bit. But th this was his attitude. Oh man, I don't want to wait for you to die. 
to get the inheritance. I want you to give it to me now. Give me my part. I don't want to stay here and work this farm. I don't want to to be here in this family. The Bible said the father gave him out of his goodness. He gave him his inheritance, his part of it. And he went out and spent it on riotous living. I don't have to explain that to you. Amen. We all know what that involves and can incur. But when his money was gone, his fair weather friends forsook him. And, and he was about to starve to death. And he went and asked a farmer if he could feed his pigs, if the farmer would let him not eat the corn, but eat the husk of the corn. And then he thought, if I could just go back to my father's house, I'm no more worthy to be called a son. This, I, 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 if I could just sleep with the servants and work with the servants... But the Bible said when he came home repentant like that, his father saw him coming a long way off. That meant because of the goodness of his father and the love that is is emanating from that intrinsic goodness. He watched for his son to come back every single day. Amen. And when he saw him in the condition he was in, no shoes on his feet, emaciated, his clothes filthy. He ran to him, fell upon him, and kissed him, and said, Bring shoes and put on his feet. Bring the ring and put on his finger. And bring some clothes and put on, bring the best robe and put on him. <laughs> oh, my Lord, what a good God we serve. Did he deserve that? Absolutely not. You see, this is the nature of grace. If grace was fair, if grace gave us what we deserved, we would all deserve judgment and punishment and ultimately banishment from God. But because God is good, he sent his son. Because Christ is good, he died for us upon the cross so that he could forgive people who did not deserve forgiveness and yet he grants it freely to us the lord is good dear friend all the time and we need that revelation and realization and we need to know that right here and right now god's goodness is going to win out it makes all the difference in how you see things praise god psalm 23:6 says surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and that word follow actually means to pursue think about it the goodness of god is pursuing us we hearken to His voice, seek to walk in His way. Deuteronomy 28 says, And these blessings shall come upon thee. They'll pursue thee, and then they'll catch you. Amen. Praise God. And they shall overtake you. Glory to God. Isn't that incredible? They will overtake you. And I believe today, that in spite of all that's happening, God is going to bless you. And God is going to bless me. And good is going to come out of what the enemy means for evil. But good is going to come. Chip Ingram, as we get ready to close this Sunday morning service, shared this testimony. 
He once met a young woman who had just been through a terrible, messy divorce. The husband had left her for another woman. She was heartbroken and felt rejected and depressed. The situation was bad, and he was not sure if he could offer her much comfort after she told this terrible story and the awful hurt that had occurred. As we talked about her future, she displayed a sense of calm that caught me by surprise, he said. She hadn't been a Christian very long, and she didn't have an impressive amount of Bible knowledge. Her life, in fact, had been marked by repeated experiences of extreme pain and disappointment. But when I asked her about her situation, she answered in an unexpected way. Listen carefully. I want you to hear this. She said, I know life may be hard. She said, but things will be great for my children and for me. I don't understand it all, but I know what God is like. I know He would never do anything to hurt me. And I know He has a great plan for us. It wasn't so much the words she said, although they were profound, but the sense of confidence that flowed with her statement. It was almost as if she had just walked out of an adjoining room where she had had a personal conversation with God, who had assured her that all was well. She was convinced that her future looked bright even though her present was filled with pain and questions and uncertainties. But she knew something more real than her immediate suffering. That's what God wants you to know. Something more real. Doug put it up on our website. This too shall pass. And it will. I'm going to tell you something. But God is going to remain faithful. This young woman's biblical knowledge may have been limited. But what she knew was pure gold. She understood with all her heart that God is good. She's like a beautiful tree standing in front of a harsh desert landscape. Everything around her looked ruined, yet she's thriving. She is so alive that she looks out of place. She is filled with life because her roots tap into an underground river. The goodness of God. Hallelujah. God takes delight in being good to you, dear friend. We can rest in His goodness, and we can rely on His goodness. Praise the Lord. I want to say that again. We can rest in His goodness, and we can rely upon His goodness. He will make everything work together for good to them that love Him and are the called according to His purpose. Psalm 33, 5 says, The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Psalm 34, 8, O taste, perceive for thyself literally, and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 145 and verse 9, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. Praise God. Amen. I want to make some statements here and read some statements of others. Dr. Philip Pascal said, His goodness is an ocean that has no shore, a mountain that has no summit, a road that has no end. 
not meager but much, not skimpy but sufficient, not little but limitless, not barely but bountiful, not feeble but full. His goodness never grows old and is never outdated. The more you rely upon it, the more reliable you discover it to be. The more you trust His goodness, the more trustworthy you'll find His goodness. The more you depend on His goodness, the more dependable you will realize it to be. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to close with this today. Psalm 31, 19 and 20 says, How great! is your goodness which you've stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling you keep them safe from accusing tongues. There's a picture here. Listen to it. Life is hard. Bad things happen to good people. We cannot deny them, but we need not to be so affected by them. In God, we find a refuge, a shelter, a safe dwelling. We hide in the good in the midst of the bad. And you and I today can choose to do that. His goodness will see us through. But in the meantime, we will rest in His goodness. And we will rest in the revelation of it. And the realization is going to come. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. Are you ready to mount up today? Are you ready to soar instead of sour? God is good today. And this virus doesn't change that truth. It really enhances it. It really brings it. This light that shines from Him is even brighter in the midst of the darkness. Today, God wants you and I to rise up and declare the Lord is good all the time even now and see the goodness of God it's coming somehow some way in the land of the living and if you don't know Jesus as your savior you'll never know how good God is until you taste and see Till you run to Him, undeserving, repentant of your sin, and discover His mercy, His grace, His forgiveness, His pardon. And you get to know this person who gave His Son, and this Son who gave His life on the cross, and this Holy Spirit who came to convince you you're lost. You need a Savior. Let me show you Jesus. Hallelujah. We do love you this Sunday morning. We pray you will come back and let's worship God together in spirit and in truth. God is good.
all the time, even now.